Good evening and welcome to the Lockdown Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and follow our podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and the Megaphone app. Subscribing is free and keeps you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Stay tuned to hear why Built Bar is one of the best protein bar alternatives on the market. On tonight's episode, we are going to be continuing some of our off-season, off-topic reviews and stuff. I thought it was fun last episode to talk about some of the mascots and give them a number grade. I've graded most of the NHL mascots, but there are a few that I have yet to get to, and I also thought it'd be fun to take a look at some of the AHL mascots as well, because some of them are just as scary as their NHL counterparts. Towards the end of our episode, I also thought it would be fun to talk about, you know, a big console launch that's coming up. There are actually two of them, the Xbox and the PlayStation, both of which are receiving generational upgrades, and whether or not those are worth a couple of different sports games. You know, should you pick PES or FIFA? Is NHL 21 worth picking up? All of that fun stuff. But kicking us off, let's take a look at some of the NHL mascots that we did not get to yesterday. We'll start off with our rival Vegas Golden Knights, whom we don't really have a rivalry with, but it always seems like in some capacity, Winnipeg is competing with the Knights in some way, shape, or form. And here we have their mascot versus Winnipeg's Mickey Moose, and their mascot is Chance, the anthropomorphic Gila Monster. This one is obviously a bit of a nod to the desert. I guess Gila Monsters are common around Vegas, I don't really know. Uh, supposedly, according to his Wikipedia page, like the city of Las Vegas, he is strong. Supposedly, he's also supposed to represent the inclusiveness of hockey by representing all of the people who maybe have some social anxieties and, and don't always want to participate in stuff, but actually do want to do so. They're just uncomfortable with, you know, interacting with others and opening themselves up a little bit. That bit of backstory is kind of strange for a sport that is rather uninclusive in a lot of ways, so I find that uh, a little bit interesting, but we'll just kind of roll with it. I'll give this one like a solid 7.5 out of 10. I feel like the backstory is a lot more positively, I guess, written than what I really get the sense chances about. I just saw a giant lizard suit and thought it was like a sort of Wish.com version of Godzilla. Apologies, Chance, it's clear you have much deeper meaning, and hopefully you uh, are able to do a little bit more community work and really make Vegas love you. Up next, we have Nash, the saber-toothed tiger of the Nashville Predators, and apparently they excavated a saber-toothed tiger fossil somewhere near one of the Nashville caves, and of course they ended up deciding, well, he might as well be our mascot now. I guess I'll give Nash like a 6 out of 10. I'm not really into the whole saber-toothed theme, and there's actually another mascot that's a saber-toothed tiger that we'll get to. Between the two, I would have to go with Nash as probably the better one, but uh, the other one, you know, the, the one from Buffalo that we'll get to in a little bit, not really a fan of that one. Nashville Nash at least looks like a real tigery thing. The other one is more like, I, I don't know, some sort of weird hybrid love child of uh, very mad animal science. Again, Nash, you get a 6 out of 10, solid enough, you do the job, congrats. Also out west, we have Howler the Coyote, and Howler is pretty much what you think he is, a gray-looking, coyote-looking thing. I guess I can give it a solid 6.5 out of 10, since coyotes are maybe not really good boys and girls, but, you know, don't really want to knock a member of the canine family, so I'll I'll give it a a 6.5 out of 10. It's not bad. Howler is fine. He's just very bland to me. Up in Alberta, we have Hunter, who's the mascot for the Edmonton Oilers, and apparently it's a Canadian lynx named after Bill Hunter. There seems to be a trend of having slightly scary animal mascots coming out of the Albertan province, but, you know, Hunter is actually a little bit less scary than Harvey the Hound. I think Hunter is 
I mean, pretty average. I don't know. I will say that as far as, like, Canadian lynxes are concerned, I suppose this one actually looks like a pretty decent rendition. Some of these mascots are very cartoony, but Hunter is a little bit less so. He's still got some cartoony features, but maybe not as many as I was expecting. Props to whoever made the costume. I'll give Hunter, like, a 7 out of 10. Also, it gave us a really great meme of him sitting at a laptop, and I feel like that's just an endlessly useful format when it comes to the Oilers. From the blues, we have Louie, who is apparently a blue polar bear, and I'm not really sure what that has to do with anything. I don't know why they chose a polar bear. There's nothing really uh, particularly cold about St. Louis, and I don't know that there is... Well, maybe there's one at the zoo or something. I don't really know. I'm going to give Louie like a, a 5 out of 10 because he looks a little creepy and he doesn't really look that much like a polar bear either. Much like the rest of the blues, I, I struggle to remember exactly what he's supposed to stand for or what exactly is super exciting about him. But hey, 5 out of 10, we'll go with it. Sorry, Louie, you're not quite making the cut for best mascot this go around. Towards the east, we have the New Jersey Devil. And I, I don't think you really need to know that much about the Jersey Devil other than that it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a devil that is colored in New Jersey's theme. Supposedly, the Jersey Devil is some kind of a local legend and like a weird mythical creature. I have never seen a Jersey Devil, and I don't think that any New Jersey fans have either, but we'll just kind of roll with it and give them like a solid 6.5 out of 10. Definitely a more creative mascot, one that actually ties into a local legend that I think more people have probably heard of in some capacity. It was probably the most identifiable thing about the Devils until Nico Hishier got drafted, or at least of the current version of the Devils. As I mentioned earlier, we also do have another Sabretooth Tiger, and this one is actually just called Sabretooth. It's the mascot of the Buffalo Sabres. I don't really know why they chose this Sabretooth, other than apparently it used to be the mascot of one of the other local lacrosse teams or something. And this one just kind of looks, I don't know, not that exciting. It looks more like an actual tiger than a Sabretooth Tiger. Not that I, I've ever seen a Sabretooth Tiger up close. I mean, they're kind of extinct and all that, but I'm going to give Sabretooth like a 5 out of 10. He's a little freaky. I, I don't know that I would ever want to, you know, get close to this particular one. And much like the rest of the Sabres, it just leaves something to be desired. Thus far, we've had some uh, pretty okay mascots. I'll say like the average mascot is not that exciting. I feel like most of them just seem to lack a little bit of pizzazz. I mean, some of them are creative. I, I feel like Sparky the Dragon is at least a little bit different, and maybe Gritty is, is definitely a cult favorite, but beyond that, I don't really know. I haven't found one that I, I super love yet, other than, other than of course, Gritty. I mean, Gritty is, like, a natural one to pick, because everyone loves Gritty. I'm just, I'm still missing, like, that one that gives me, like, an 11 out of 10, but maybe in our last batch of NHL mascots and a few AHL mascots coming up next, we'll finally find that signature mascot that no one else can beat and that really makes a team special. Before then though, I wanted to tell you a little bit about a special book that I think could be very useful for you, especially those of you who play on sports teams. And this book is Lives of the Stoics, The Art of Living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius. From the best-selling authors of The Daily Stoic comes the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue, to accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using stoicism's key idea. You control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces. It's about what you did to adapt. Lives of the Stoics, The Art of Living, from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius, is available wherever books are sold. Welcome back to the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are rounding out our NHL mascot reviews with a few more that we haven't covered so far. And up first, we're going to do Bailey from the Los Angeles Kings. And Bailey is a big lion that kind of reminds me a little bit of the Manchester Monarchs mascot. Bailey always has a very active social media presence, although sometimes Bailey's actors have gotten into some trouble and, and issues with, uh, let's just say, assault. 
The mascot itself is like a solid like six and a half out of ten. Bailey always seems to like to ride in on four wheelers and whatnot and always have a bit of a fun persona that likes to involve itself with a fan. So Bailey, Bailey, I guess the, the mascot itself and maybe not the actors, solid six and a half out of ten. Not too shabby. Up next, we have uh, Stanley C. Panther and Victor E. Rat from the Florida Panthers. And obviously, this is kind of a funny one. I guess it's like a Tom and Jerry sort of skit. Panthers fans, the five of them that are in attendance, like to throw rats on the ice every now and then. So I guess Victor E. Rat is a more recent addition. Since it's kind of a duo, I'm going to give this pairing like a 7 out of 10 for their antics and creativity, I guess, in, in creating two of them. The, uh, the names are a little bit more punny, I guess, but nothing too special. So solid enough, 7 out of 10, not too special, but a bit more interesting than some of the other mascots. On the scarier side of things in Columbus, we've got Stinger, who's a very big yellow jacket. To be honest, it looks more like Marvin the Martian met a yellow jacket and kind of had like a love child of some sort, but beyond that, Stinger is sort of creepy looking, but I guess for the creativity, I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. It's definitely a more distinctive look and one that you can immediately identify as Columbus's mascot. Scary, yes. Would I want to meet it in a back alley? Probably not, but you know what? Stinger, not too bad. His Wikipedia entry says he likes to high-five children. Hopefully they don't have like any bee allergies or whatever. On a similar buggy note, we've got Thunderbug from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Thunderbug is definitely a lot less uh, threatening looking, but not exactly super interesting. I give this one like a six and a half out of 10. It's more distinctive than some of the other mascots, but nothing too, too impressive in my opinion. From the Hurricanes, we've got Stormy and Caroline, and Stormy is apparently an anthropomorphic pig, although I thought Stormy was like a some sort of a cow or something. Apparently not. Caroline is basically the same as Stormy, just a, uh, the female version apparently. The Hurricanes apparently chose hogs because Carolina loves barbecue, pork barbecue uh, more specifically, which is maybe a little bit ironic to have mascots of things you eat, but hey, I'll give that one like a solid 7.5 out of 10. Nothing like a mascot to get dinner on your mind. Up next, from the Dallas Stars, we have Victor E. Green, and it's just kind of like a really weird version of Gritty, because Gritty has like a personality. Victor E. Green is just sort of a big furry mass that's apparently like a space alien. Victor is definitely green, but yet again we have another mascot that's got Victor E. as part of its punny name, and I'm just like, eh, you know... I'm not sure which one came first, but either way, Victory Green just doesn't really do it for me. Five and a half out of ten, not my favorite. Sort of average. Get a more creative name, dude. Last but not least of the NHL side, we've got Wild Wing. And Wild Wing is a, a nice throwback to some of the old Anaheim Ducks mascots and logos. I give Wild Wing a solid seven out, out of ten. I think it's a pretty distinctive, and you'll definitely recognize... Wild Wing just about anywhere. The Wild Wing, you know, namesake and, and look has often been used on a couple of recent alternative jerseys and stuff and some of the older styles of jerseys too, so all in all pretty cool. Of all the NHL mascots, of course, Gritty is always going to take top honors. I also kind of have a soft spot for Bernie the Bernard. Beyond that, though, I definitely would imagine that more than a few of these will haunt your nightmares, kind of like Yuppie. To be quite honest, the AHL side of things isn't much better. From the Laval Rocket, we have, I don't even know what this thing is called. It's just like a blue furball that kind of looks like a Muppet gone wrong. I'm not sure what the Rocket are trying to do with this guy, but he's got like, you know, the, uh, I guess the Quebecois colors or whatever of blue, red, and white, which is often associated with uh, some of the French flag colors and stuff. It's, uh, it's definitely a thing, if uh, definitely a little bit terrifying. The Norfolk Admirals have their fake version of Gritty. This one I'm pretty sure existed long before Gritty did, and it is Roscoe, and I don't actually know what Roscoe is. He looks more like a dog version of Gritty, but 
not quite there. Maybe like Pluto with really long orange fur. I'm gonna give Roscoe like a 6 out of 10 because it's hard to exactly tell what Roscoe is. It's definitely a thing, but I don't really know what it has to do with the Admiral's theme at all. From the Texas Stars, we've got this uh, this guy named Ringo, and I don't actually know what Ringo is. It looks like some kind of a fox thing. Like, a, I don't know if it's like a fennec fox or something. I genuinely cannot tell. At first, I thought it was like a weird, like cartoony looking bat, but apparently that was not right at all. Ringo gets like a 7 out of 10. Apparently Ringo is very funny, or at least he claims he is on Twitter. I don't know if that's really the case. The eyes on this one are kind of scary. They're like very big and bulbous, and I'm not really comfortable. I hate big-eyed like mascots. It kind of freaks me out. From the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, we've got this blue tigery looking thing. I'm not exactly sure what it is because it's not fully tiger. It looks like a cross between Sparky the Dragon and Bridgeport's logo. What's kind of funny is I found like one photo on Twitter where he's trying to look down and, and I guess get in the camera shot, but he just looks very downcast. Don't worry, freaky, sound tigery thing. I, again, I don't know what this animal is. It's not really distinctive, but I'll give this one like a solid six and a half out of ten. It looks sad, much like the rest of 2020. <laughs> In a way, it's mascot of the year when you think about it. The last AHL mascot we'll get to on this episode is actually an old standby and one that I'm pretty familiar with because I've gone to plenty of Hershey Bears games, and this is Coco the Bear. Coco is not too fussy. There's not a whole lot going on with Coco's design. It's nice, clean, and simple, a little bit cartoony, also, in a way, slightly frightening because it's not very bear-like, but at least it looks happy. I give Coco, like, a solid 7 out of 10. I mean, Coco, again, is not really distinctive, but, again, I don't know that it really needs to be. It's not like that many people go to uh, AHL mascot competitions. Apparently, they do have, like, a fan vote online, though, so if ever you want to cast a ballot for your favorite mascot, be sure to check out those contests year in and year out. I'm still trying to figure out what exactly Laval's mascot is. It's really, like, bothering me because it looks, again, like some freaky-looking alien thing. I also realized I neglected to give this one a numerical score, and I don't know that it actually could have a numerical score with how terrifying it is, but I'll give Laval's mascot, like, uh, a 3 out of 10. It's freaky, it doesn't really look like anything I can identify, except something I'd find on Sesame Street. Not a big fan, generally speaking. For tonight, that will do our mascot reviews. We will check in with a few more mascots tomorrow, and maybe even some of the ECHL mascots, if I can even find any of their names. It's actually hard to find mascot names, surprisingly, especially when you're looking at, like, some of these minor league teams. Up next, though, you might be wondering, you know, come November time when the new Xbox and the PlayStation launch, whether or not you should think about upgrading, and what's sports games you might put on it like do you want to buy the new nhl is madden worth your time and should you pick fifa or pez before then though i wanted to tell you a little bit about tonight's title sponsors built bar if you're a longtime listener of the locked on podcast network by now you're probably more than familiar with built bar and their great line of protein bar products if you haven't had a built bar it's delicious it's more like a candy bar because it's got a nice dark chocolate exterior and a soft chewy interior of their 12 original flavors if you've yet to sample any of them i would start with raspberry and chocolate mint those are my favorites and i, I definitely think they're worth a try. Like any great company, though, Built is trying to find new ways to innovate and push the envelope. That's why they're back with a vengeance, including six new flavors like Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. If those flavors don't make your mouth water, I feel like you're just missing taste buds. Better than the flavors, though, you'll also find that you can enjoy them guilt-free, because most Built Bars are 200 calories or less, around 5 grams of net carbs, and between 15 to 19 grams of protein. Whether you're looking for a pre-workout supplement, a meal replacement, or a nice pick-me-up in the afternoon, Built Bar has exactly what you're looking for. To get started with an order, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 
Welcome back to the Locked On Podcast Network. We are closing tonight's episode of Mascot Reviews of All Things with a slightly different change of pace even from the mascot standards. And I'm wanting to talk a little bit about the upcoming PlayStation and Xbox launches. I obviously, you know, I do like gaming. I I definitely play lots of sports games. I would say FIFA is probably the big one that I play right now. But I've, you know, played NHL. I've played Madden, all that fun stuff. These are probably some of the few games that I can commit any sort of time to, especially anything that uh, involves some sort of a grind. But you might be wondering, you know, if you're going to pick up a new console, which of these sports games is actually worth adding to your collection? To be honest, I haven't played a whole lot of NHL 21 yet, but from what I've heard, it's not really all that different from NHL 20, and generally speaking, I'm just not a big fan of the NHL series as of late. I used to think it was a great series back in, like, NHL 13, NHL 12, even NHL 14 right before they switched over to the new generation. This current generation of consoles, though, including the Xbox One and the PS4, hasn't really seen a great NHL game in some time. I mean, there have been pretty decent ones that are fun and engaging, but nothing that I'd sit down and play hours and hours of. I mean, for the most part, it just always feels lackluster to me. And obviously, I am spoiled by some of the bigger sports game franchises, but even within EA's own company, like, NHL has always been sort of the, I guess, third child of the whole thing. It's the franchise that definitely has you know, the smallest budget and tends to receive a lot less attention than some of the other series. It does have a pretty dedicated offline fan base, but beyond that, it's not really that great of a community. And the game itself is starting to show its age. What I am hoping for is that NHL 22 is going to be built on a new engine and hopefully updated to modern standards. I hope it's not Frostbite because... These next couple of games that are built on Frostbite have kind of proven to me that, generally speaking, EA has trouble making sports games in this engine. The first of these is Madden. I think Madden's on Frostbite, and, you know, the new Madden is alright. I feel like it is a fun game, but you often see a lot of super weird glitches, and when it comes to their ever-popular Ultimate Team mode, I think it's, like, so staggeringly deep that it's actually hard to keep up. This is a very much pay-to-win kind of game. You do have to buy a lot of packs, and I think people spend tons of money without even realizing it. You can technically grind lots of offline challenges, which I think is very positive, and you tend to get decent rewards for it, but it often takes a really long time to upgrade your team, and you'll find that oftentimes you get tons of duplicate cards and players. I will say that if it goes on sale and you're looking for like a really, I guess, atmospheric and fun football game, there aren't really any other alternatives. In fact, there just aren't alternatives, period, but... Madden is not as bad as people say it is. It does have some issues in in comparison to last year. I don't know that they changed all that much, but as a Ravens fan, having Lamar Jackson on the cover obviously sells it for me. In terms of on-the-field performance, it's alright. I'm not a huge, like, Madden person, generally speaking, but it's a solid, solid game. It's not terrible, but I also wouldn't say that it really pushes the envelope either. Of all of EA's, like, sports franchises, I definitely sink most time into uh, FIFA, and FIFA this year is interesting. FIFA 20 for me was probably the worst FIFA I've ever played. I hated it with a burning passion. And, you know, obviously Ultimate Team is always the big draw. And last year Ultimate Team was a disaster. This year they kind of pledged to try and fix things. And for some areas they have, like gameplay is slightly better, I would say. You know, you can actually create offense and attack, which is cool. But some of the overpowered AI defending and really boring defensive tactics that some of the top players use is still present. It's also a lot more pay to win this year, which I feel like is is not really healthy, even though in some ways you could argue it is actually a more fair system based on how you upgrade your teams in this game. They've also overhauled, I think, the single player mode and Volta, which is like their street football thing. I hated Volta last year and I have yet to touch it this year, but I've heard it is fun, 
especially if you can play with some friends. You might be wondering if picking Pez this year from Konami is the better alternative, and obviously Pez is just one of those games for me that is a little bit behind the times. I appreciate the way that Pez thinks about football, and in some ways it is actually quite a bit better when you're trying to do things like passing and making cool setup plays and whatnot. Uh, I think that in terms of like touches and stuff, it is a more interesting game. It's more well-rounded, but generally speaking, Pez is just very content efficient. The engine it's built on is very old, and it's why they released a slightly stripped-down version of Pez this year, which is mostly just a seasonal content update for $30 instead of $60. Next year's Pez is going to be on an entirely new engine, and hopefully the move to Unreal 5 will be a huge boost for this franchise. Maybe they can add a few more licenses. I'm a little bit excited for it, to be honest. FIFA needs a legitimate challenger because as it is, FIFA just has stagnated to the point where I don't really know if EA are capable of not screwing the game up. All that said, in terms of next-gen console stuff, all of EA's games are going to be seeing some kind of a next-gen version except for NHL. I don't think NHL is getting an upgrade, but Madden and FIFA are supposed to be, and I feel like it's worth giving a shot. I definitely rank FIFA ahead of both Madden and NHL just because I feel like Madden is a little too pay to win, and NHL is just behind the times, man. It's not that great, I gotta be honest. But hopefully, if you try FIFA out, it makes you happy, and if you want to give a more realistic sim an option, but, you know, don't expect too much from it. Pez is not too bad either. With that, hopefully I've helped you make a decision as far as what sports games you might pick up on the next gen of consoles, especially at launch. If you want to know about any other launch titles, be sure to get at me at HLLivangLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets and we can chat a little bit about some PS5 and Xbox One Series X launch titles. That's going to do it for tonight's show though. Thanks so much for listening. Before you log off, be sure to check out the Locked On National podcast hosted by Sarah Avampato, as well as all of our other off-season coverage from our colleague shows like Locked On Stars, Locked On Islanders, and more. Thanks so much, and as always, have a great night, and go Jets go!